Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 7. Paul's Great Flapjack Griddle. Part 2. The hugag was quite large, with a body like a buffalo, and often weighed as much as two tons. Its head and neck were absolutely hairless. Its wrinkled ears flopped downward. Its bushy tail waggled constantly, and it had long, muscular lips, which prevented it from feeding on grass or other low-growing herbage, but which were of the greatest use, like the trunk of an elephant, in stripping from trees the bark and twigs which were its usual food. Its greatest oddity, though, was its legs. They were long and stiff and perfectly straight being entirely without joints in them. And since they therefore could not be bent, the hugak could never lie down as other animals do. It lived its whole life waking and sleeping upon its feet. Occasionally, one would by some chance fall or be thrown to the ground, and as it could not bend its legs to get back to its feet again, It was then perfectly helpless and soon died of fright or starvation. Its strange manner of sleeping was the cause of the leaning pines. When it wanted to take a nap, it would face the west and lean its left side against the trunk of a pine tree, brace its hind legs firmly, but never ceasing to mark time with its splay-footed front ones, hang down its head and close its eyes, and in this manner it would rest comfortably. Countless hugags had followed these exact habits through many centuries, and the pressure of their weight against the trees of the Dakota woods had, after many years, caused all the pines to lean toward the south in the manner which had at first deceived Paul. The most successful hunters of this queer animal followed the custom of cutting partly through the bases of trees until they were almost ready to fall, so that when the hugag leaned against one, both the tree and animal would come down. As it could not then get to its feet again, it was easily captured or killed. Since the hugag has almost entirely disappeared, this method of hunting has been abandoned and forgotten, as it has never proven successful with any other animal. The uniform slant of the trees was a great aid in cutting them, for they all fell in exactly the same direction without any guidance on the part of the cutters. Paul was therefore able to use his great three-mile saw to the best advantage, 
when its blade passed through the forest, it ate its way through the thousands of trunks in its path like a mowing machine in a hayfield, and left the trees lying evenly, side by side, in windrows on the ground, ready to be cut into logs and snaked away. Paul was so strong that he did not have to have much help with the big saw, and he usually put the little chore boy on the other end to balance it down. He didn't care whether the little chore boy did much saw work with the other end or not, and he never said anything when the youngster would hang on to the saw handle and ride back and forth as the blade cut through the trees. But he did occasionally get a little angry when the lad thoughtlessly allowed his feet to drag on the ground. After the full crew got to working in the Dakota woods, the trees were cut down so fast that it was not very long before the poor hugags could no longer find places to lean, and as a result, they soon began perishing for lack of sleep. Nearly all of them died during the winter that Paul had his big camp on the Red River, and it is only very rarely that a stray one has been seen since that time. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.